getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to today's Learning with me, Ennio Global Media. See, we're all looking for ways to get better results from our LinkedIn marketing. We want more visibility and ultimately more business. The time and money that we invest on LinkedIn. The good news is that LinkedIn is constantly introducing updates, new features that could help us with our LinkedIn marketing. I really could do a podcast telling you all just about the features on LinkedIn and fill a whole year's diary. But LinkedIn always soft launches these new features. So most people will never get to know about these features or never actually get to use them for months or even years. Today's episode of The Learning looks at three new LinkedIn features that you may not have heard about that you can use to make massive improvement to your LinkedIn marketing. We're going to look at LinkedIn's new Service Navigator homepage. We're going to also look at LinkedIn Services Marketplace and the new LinkedIn newsletter. I want to tell you what these things are and why you should be using them. Before we go into the new features on LinkedIn, I want to spend some time looking at the frequency and number of updates that LinkedIn actually gives us. And also explore more about the soft launches that LinkedIn seems to favor. I wasn't joking when I said I could easily produce two podcast episodes a month just about LinkedIn updates and new features. There was a time when LinkedIn's software was so limited that it could barely release a new feature a month without breaking the other features or functions. Apparently, when Microsoft acquired LinkedIn in the 2000s, upgrading the software was one of the main ways that sought to increase LinkedIn's revenue. So they brought in someone called Kevin Scott, a software engineering guru. He'd been at Google for years. And we can thank Kevin for switching LinkedIn's back end to a turbocharged new system known as continuous deployment. So I'm not going to bore you with technicalities of continuous deployment. Essentially, it's LinkedIn's newly adopted software development methodology. What I will say about it is that it's a programming process that lets LinkedIn engineers publish and test new codes in a controlled version of LinkedIn without risking the bits that we see. Obviously, the gamble with Kevin and his team paid off. So now LinkedIn releases new web and app features twice a day. Compare that to once a month before. Lo and behold, now what we have now is a barrage of new features and new products. And with that, LinkedIn stock more than tripled in a few years. And to where we are today, with LinkedIn being much bigger than it was when Microsoft came along. You have to ask yourself, really, do we actually need any of these new features? I mean, we can argue about whether these features really help us as to make a difference to our lives as marketers. LinkedIn will obviously argue that they bring out things to help us, either by making us more visible or helping us get more engagement or by being able to use LinkedIn more efficiently. There's no denying that some of these new features are gems that make your life easier and they can help us get more eyes on our LinkedIn content and they can contribute to getting more leads. The three features we're going to look at today certainly fall into the category of LinkedIn gems, MRS. There are many new features that most of us will never use, but as they say, one man's poison is another man's meat. So some new features may not be of any use to you, 
or me, but they could be genius to a few other people. One of the consequences of the changes and features that LinkedIn brings us is that something new means something old will be negatively affected. So for example, when LinkedIn went big on LinkedIn live videos recently, it makes sense. It just follows that there was less space in newsfeed to see people's written content. Consequently, you may have seen less engagement with your LinkedIn articles. The same goes for when LinkedIn started pushing polls as they do these days. For people to see the, your polls on their newsfeed, some of the type of content that we value, at least that we used to value, will be less visible on LinkedIn. When I look at some of the changes that LinkedIn makes these days, I can't help but feel that our beloved professional network is trying maybe too hard to do what other social media platforms are doing. Now, maybe in the end, all the social media platforms will actually be the same and offer us the same functionality. It's not really gonna happen, is it? But the reason I am being facetious in this way, the reason I say this, is because LinkedIn essentially is trying to replicate some of the best bits from all the other platforms. Whether it's LinkedIn Live videos, see Instagram Live and Facebook Live, the different feeds that LinkedIn now offers, see Facebook's news feeds and their business page feeds, and Facebook is finding more expansion to its feeds. You might want to look at LinkedIn stories. It looks a bit like Instagram and Snapchat stories, and LinkedIn is going to come out soon with LinkedIn Audio which looks strangely familiar to Clubhouse. So there's nothing wrong with copying other platforms, of course. The reality is that LinkedIn is a business, so they must make money. And many of the features that they bring out is by getting more users onto LinkedIn, and then they try to keep us there. The point I will make again further down in the podcast is that LinkedIn wants us to be a place where we go to every day. And instead of being just a marketing tool, as it is for many of us heathens, They want us to actually use it as our online home. It goes without saying, obviously, that as LinkedIn constantly tries to find new ways to monetize our use of the platform, every new feature is a potential opportunity for them to make more money out of us. Again, the three features I'm going to be looking at today, the three new things I'm going to cover, offer LinkedIn a clear route to making money either through advertising or through subscriptions from us. Yeah, you may be wondering just how many new features does LinkedIn really bring in? And you know, is it exaggerating when it says one or two features a day? Not really. You know, really, LinkedIn brings in a shed loads of updates. I'm going to go through some of the updates we've seen in the last year alone. I advise you, grab a drink, sit back. This is a long list. And as we go through the list of features, ask yourself, do I know about them? Am I using them? And are they really helping my LinkedIn marketing? So here goes. The one thing that you might have seen recently is that you can now set who can see your connections on LinkedIn. That's new. Essentially, you you can stop people, whether it's the competitors, poaching your clients, your partners, or your employees. Another feature that we've seen recently is that you can now view people's profiles in private mode. You never know whether you use their profile or not. You can choose how visible your post is. In other words, you do you want to make your post public to everyone? Or do you want to select some of your connections to actually see a post and then not others? LinkedIn has a new LinkedIn scheduler tool where you can schedule meetings and interviews. And as I mentioned just now, LinkedIn now lets you create polls on LinkedIn to try and engage your audience more. The one thing you may have noticed recently is that 
you can now respond or react to posts with many more options than just like. So, you know, you can show support, you can celebrate, you can show some love to a post, you can show curiosity, and you might say you find a post insightful. These are all new things. The one thing that has come in recently is the ability to promote inclusion by being able to either spell out how you pronounce your name or add an audio file pronouncing your name properly. You should have seen by now that you can record LinkedIn profile video. I spoke about in detail about this LinkedIn cover story in the earlier episode 18. So if you haven't listened to it, then that's up to go and listen to it to find out what the cover story is all about. A big change that us LinkedIn marketers can't help but have noticed is LinkedIn's new connection request limits, which came in about a year ago. Again, I've talked about the change to our connection request messages and also how you can get around the restrictions in episode eight of the learning. I'm sure you've seen that some people on LinkedIn are using this new gender pronouns facility. We can select which pronouns you identify with, you identify by, or you can add your own custom pronoun. Again, if you look on LinkedIn often, I'm sure you've seen the new boost post button, which lets you advertise posts on your company page without creating LinkedIn ads. I talked about the boost post button on episode 19. Again, your chance to go back and listen to past episodes if you missed them. So now you can also control who comments on your posts. You can even turn off all commenting altogether. That's new. So we're getting towards the end. So in the number 13 now, LinkedIn has replaced the connect button on your profile with a follow button. That way people can follow you and see your content, even though you can't necessarily see their content unless you follow them. One big change that we've seen recently is this new button on your LinkedIn messages in your inbox, where it says start video meeting. So essentially you can start face-to-face online meetings on LinkedIn directly from your messages. Online chat facility is integrated with Microsoft Teams, BlueJeans, Zoom. So you really can do a lot more than you could. When you add these 14 features I've just mentioned to the three I'm going to mention today, we're at 17. And I haven't even mentioned all of LinkedIn's new features in the last year. I haven't mentioned the technical things that they do that we we don't notice because they're in the background. I want to mention the main things that you should have seen. I believe you mean this list is a lot longer. So you see quite clearly that LinkedIn is forever changing before our very eyes. As much as LinkedIn introduces new features, there are features that also disappear from LinkedIn. The truth is LinkedIn removes features on a regular basis. One article I read says that LinkedIn removes at least one function per year. Now, we've seen, for example, in the last year or so, that LinkedIn essentially has stopped pushing long-form blog posts. A bit longer than a year before you, there was LinkedIn polls where basically if you publish an article on LinkedIn, then it gets pushed out to all your followers and all your connections. That is no longer available. Worse still, you know, you can't really publish long-form content on LinkedIn's mobile app because it's just not there. The right article button is just not there. Only publish articles on LinkedIn now from your desktop. Another thing that are definitely gone is that 
sharing other people's posts almost gets you nowhere. There was a time when sharing was valued by LinkedIn. Now, if you share a post, it pretty much gets little or no visibility whatsoever. The one another thing that I'm going to come on to is LinkedIn stories, which LinkedIn turned off in September 2021. We know LinkedIn now launches a lot of features and they also removes some features. So one of the things that really, really bugs me is the fact that LinkedIn chooses to launch almost everything quietly, what I call a soft launch. I mean, you'd have thought that if you're going to launch something that's super useful, LinkedIn will do a big song and dance about it and let every LinkedIn user know. Instead, LinkedIn rolls out its features almost silently and lets users discover them sometimes months and even years later. Why would they be like that? Why not just tell everyone what you're doing? I guess you know, it's worth noting that not all LinkedIn features are open to everyone. Maybe that's one of the reasons. I mean, some of the features LinkedIn introduces are by invitation only. LinkedIn Live is a perfect example. Unless LinkedIn invites you to use it, then you can't actually use it. And some of the LinkedIn features are only available in some countries. And essentially, for example, LinkedIn social features, social media, social network functions are not available to people in China, for example. Some of LinkedIn's new features are only available to some subscription members. So whether you subscribe on premium or they subscribe to a recruiter, you might get access to things that you don't get access to if you only use free LinkedIn. And so the last I'll say is um, some features on LinkedIn are only available on a mobile app and not on desktop. LinkedIn cover story is a good example where you can only record that on a mobile app. Maybe these reasons why LinkedIn doesn't do a big launch of its new products and services. And arguably, soft launches help companies like LinkedIn to reduce risk. So essentially, if you roll out your feature quietly and test it with real users and collect data, they can then use for consideration. So basically, LinkedIn can test features, who's actually using the, in the, the features, they can test how the feature looks, test the user experience, and make changes and fix bugs before everyone else gets on board with the new features. So a soft launch can obviously give them data on which to make, hopefully, better decisions to help us have a better LinkedIn. The rationale for soft launches could easily go back to my point earlier when I asked about whether all these updates actually help us. Obviously, the fact is, LinkedIn ditches features all the time. So many of these new features don't actually help us at all. And it's about knowing about which ones will help you and making sure you jump on those quickly, or at least, I don't know, as soon as the opportunity arises. The LinkedIn stories, I'll come back to this. The LinkedIn story is probably the biggest feature that's come and gone recently. The LinkedIn hopes that businesses will post water cooler moments. Those informal, funny, or creative moments in our day on our mobile phones. Now, they hope somewhere there will be something informative in there. Amazingly, just a year after the feature was introduced, they've ditched it. Clearly, LinkedIn Stories was not a hit with LinkedIn users. It didn't provide enough value to LinkedIn itself or to us. I mean, who could have guessed that companies don't want to produce short 20-second informal videos? that disappear after 24 hours. Are you really surprised that LinkedIn found that us LinkedIn users 
expect a certain level of professionalism in the content we see, stories that are almost random and risky to any business don't fit our idea of what a business platform should be showing. So good riddance to LinkedIn stories. But whatever the reason is for LinkedIn soft launches, so it's really annoying that many users miss out on features that could help the LinkedIn marketing, simply because you don't know about them. So worry not though, my beloved listeners, viewers and if you're on YouTube, I commit to bring you the most relevant features that LinkedIn brings out that you may benefit from. That way you're never gonna miss an opportunity again. And I can tell you for sure, you're gonna love the three features that we're gonna look at in a moment. And they really can make a huge difference and you should get on board with them right now. So what are these new features? I don't got any so excited. Okay. In no particular order, let's, let's start with my favorite one. Have you seen the new Sales Navigator homepage? See, LinkedIn users will pay for premium and choose a Sales Navigator subscription. Now have a simpler and better way to see what the network is up to. And now you can see and engage with the posts much more easily from people who you're interested in. These are people who you've saved as leads in your LinkedIn searches on Sales Navigator or people who you are on your saved search lists. Essentially, it's a second homepage just for premium subscribers. More honestly, for Sales Navigator users. You can set various alerts for what this new news feed shows you. So you can filter feeds by things that are important to you or important to your audience. So you might want to know which companies are growing, for example, and just see posts from people in those companies. You might want to see companies that are taking on staff, or you might want to see companies that are featured in news alerts, for example. I can hear you asking in your head, what's wrong with the normal LinkedIn feed? Of course, you can still browse your normal LinkedIn feed. I challenge you to tell me that it's not noisy. On the normal LinkedIn feed, you have all sorts of posts, posts from your connections, posts from their friends, their connections. You have ads, you have polls, you have more junk on there. You know, you're sponsored, you got everything on there. I barely get through four or five posts only on my LinkedIn feed before I, I get totally, no, it's not, I don't go mad, I just lose my mind. It's the same thing I say, I guess. You see, whereas in the Sales Navigator homepage, everything is just simplified. You just get the key lines and the message from this post by your leads and people in your search, save search list. You can view the post on the right-hand panel if you insist, this if it's relevant, but there's no ads, no distraction, nothing apart from just the, I guess, the essence of the post. So you may be wondering why being able to see posts by your leads or your target audience matters. You should care because engaging with the right people's posts is one of the best ways to get them to notice you, to actually get you in front of them. And if you engage with your prospects correctly and show interest in their work, their sector, the issues they face, and so on, and obviously, if you show that you have expertise in solving some of those issues, you can start to build relationships with potential customers. The challenge for marketers has always been how to decide which posts to engage with in your limited day you're on LinkedIn. The challenge for marketers has always been how to decide which posts to engage with within your limited day on LinkedIn. Some marketers choose posts to engage with based on hashtags. 
that are relevant to the target audience. So you know, I know people who comment on the top five or 10 posts with the right hashtags, and they do this religiously and hope that in the end they strike gold with the right person who then inquires about their services. So obviously, commenting based on hashtags could mean that you're putting effort into talking with, with anyone on LinkedIn. It could be connections or not, potential customers, or even competitors. Some people engage with posts from a number of people that they follow in a qualified kind of way, choose whose post they want to engage with from the followers list. And other people I know, again, try and qualify the connections and choose the people they want to most get in front of. And then they have to find the posts and then engage with those posts individually, obviously. All of that takes work and is time. So the beauty of Sales Navigator's homepage is that it saves the posts you see down to the leads and your target audience only with no distraction. So literally you can find the right content to engage with, do your do, and then get back on with your life. Again. See, if you haven't got Sales Navigator, I would tend to just say you should get it just for this feature alone. It really is a time saver. See, the second feature that I want to talk about today, which you should really should be paying huge attention to, is LinkedIn's new service page. This new feature is genuinely incredible. If you offer a service, it definitely should be on there. Right, you might have heard you know, this new feature referred to as LinkedIn's freelancer service. You might have seen it called LinkedIn's new services marketplace. Essentially, it's a, almost a direct rival to just platforms like Fiverr and Upwork, where you basically go on there, create a dedicated service page that essentially goes onto a separate part of LinkedIn called the LinkedIn Services Marketplace. Now, among the benefits of being on the marketplace is that people can find your services much more easily in the LinkedIn search. And LinkedIn users who are looking for your service can find you on there and they can reach out to you. Whilst you are sitting on, what is your profile, sitting in the marketplace, almost passively waiting for the right customer to come past and then get in touch with you and maybe make an inquiry or ask you for a quote, it's still a next step in terms of making it much easier to be seen on LinkedIn. But the best bits about adding your business to LinkedIn's service marketplace is, first of all, it's free to all LinkedIn users to join. I said free to join, yes. And the second thing about LinkedIn Services Marketplace is that anyone on LinkedIn can message you about your services totally free, whether they're connected to you or not. The LinkedIn that we know normally, you have to pay to message people you're not connected to, but that's for email or some people have open profiles, especially if they have a subscription on LinkedIn. And the only way you can talk to people otherwise is by being connected with them. On the marketplace, anyone who's interested in your service can get in touch with you. That is a step forward. So people who don't like being too salesy will find LinkedIn's new service marketplace. That's full of B2B clients. Totally amazing. You know, it's a directory of your target audience who are searching on there every day. Now, you can be sure that the people who are going to message you are looking for what you do. And you may get the chance to quote for all sorts of work on there. Just simply by adding your profile, your, your service page to the marketplace. You haven't got to reach out to anyone. You haven't got to do anything apart from just getting you with your life and then see who gets in touch with you. See, there's an argument to be had that most marketers like me will say LinkedIn should, all, should always have been working in a way the market, this new market, service marketplace 
operates. There's an argument to be had that most marketers like me were saying LinkedIn should be working the way its new services marketplace operates, except that we're not passive and we would like to reach out to potential buyers. That's what we've been doing for years. Except, you know, we have the limitations around the connect with people first before we actually try and find out what's interested in our services. So the marketplace just flips that on its head and makes people come to you. For people who believe in LinkedIn outreach, as I do, LinkedIn is a marketing tool where I try and find potential buyers rather than sit passively, don't find me. So obviously LinkedIn, as I mentioned earlier, sees itself as a destination that we want to go to where we can discover, network, build a community, interact with each other, blah, blah, blah. That is far from what I use LinkedIn for. Each to his own. There's a, there's a place for the marketplace for sure. It's not hard to set up your services market page on LinkedIn. Literally, if you go to your homepage feed, then click on the work tab on the top right hand side next to your profile photo. That's the icon with the damn arrow. And then click on the services marketplace. Scroll down and you see a section that says, are you a provider? And just click on that, start the process, fill in your sections and lo and behold, you'll be able to save and then your page will be visible to everyone on LinkedIn. The third new feature that I think you definitely should be using, it really is brand new, is the LinkedIn newsletter. It's a great way to increase your authority, build your audience on and off LinkedIn, and create opportunities for new conversations. Especially if you provide great content and publish content that's useful regularly. The LinkedIn says, you can leverage newsletters on LinkedIn to talk about a professional topic you're passionate about on a regular basis. LinkedIn members can subscribe to your newsletter to be notified about new articles that you publish, allowing you to build and grow a regular subscriber audience. Essentially, you, know, you can basically publish a newsletter every 24 hours on LinkedIn. So these new newsletter features lets LinkedIn users discover your content, read your content, and share your newsletter. And they can also subscribe to your newsletter so they get notified by LinkedIn every time you publish something. The many marketers know that being able to share useful content with your target audience can help you keep in front of mind. After all, this is what email newsletters have been trying to do for years. It makes them so valuable. So we also know that the biggest challenge in email newsletters are the fact that one, most people don't open their emails these days because we're just bombarded. I get the best part of 120 emails a day, every day. How many emails do you get? And we know that if people don't open your, your newsletter, your emails, and we know that if people don't open and read your emails, then they won't take the call to action that you want them to take. The second really big hurdle in, in running the email newsletter is trying to build that subscriber list with the right people, that's your target market. Most people are aware of giving anyone their email addresses, so it's always slow to build any email list. I mean, you end up either having to buy a list full of random, dead, uninterested people, or you might want to compile a list yourself, which tends to then become a list of anyone, everyone that you can get the email address of regardless of whether they're your target markets or not. The LinkedIn newsletter breaks through these problems. I'll explain how in one second. I mean, one big question that I suppose we have to get past is, what's the difference between 
a LinkedIn article and a LinkedIn newsletter. Right. So when you publish an article on LinkedIn, it goes into your timeline and essentially it sits there waiting for someone to discover it by scrolling through your feed or through their feed. Whereas with a newsletter on LinkedIn, you get audience awareness and content syndication to the world's largest B2B audience on LinkedIn. Simply put, a LinkedIn newsletter increases the chance of potential buyers seeing and consuming your great content regularly. So yeah, you have to love the fact that LinkedIn makes it easy for you to invite all of your connections and followers to subscribe when you create your newsletter in the first place. That way they get notified when you then publish an article and get notified on LinkedIn and an email. More than that, the subscribers will get push in-app and email notifications every time you publish anything new in a new newsletter. Isn't that gold dust? So to start using LinkedIn's newsletter, you have to go to your dashboard on LinkedIn and you should see an option for creator mode on there. Just below your, your profile information, then there are icons and one will say creator mode. You know, if it's, if you don't see creator mode, don't panic because LinkedIn will roll out its newsletter features to, to everyone. They say they're still rolling out, nice, albeit slowly, but it will get there in the end. You know, I didn't think I had it until I looked and then I saw that I can publish newsletters. We've got to just turn creative mode on. From there on in, essentially, you create what looks like writing an article from LinkedIn homepage. And then you get the option on the right-hand side of the screen, which says create newsletter. If you follow the prompts, you're away. There's enough guides about how to write a newsletter that I don't have to explain to you exactly what it is that you need to do. See, I hope you can see that the LinkedIn's new services marketplace and the new service navigator homepage really can be game changers for your LinkedIn marketing. They can definitely help you get more visibility to your target audience, make it easier to engage the people you buy from you, and give you a better chance to get more leads on LinkedIn. I mean, what more do you want? So any skeptical side also sees how easy it is for LinkedIn to put ads in the Sales Navigator home page feed. You can see how they can make us pay more visible and to be seen higher in the service marketplace. And they can either put ads into our LinkedIn newsletters or make us pay to push that to more people. For now, this feature is mostly free, apart from the, obviously the Sales Navigator home page feed. And whilst a friend available to most members or to all members, I say get in now and then see what I can help your marketing. That's all for today, folks. Happy LinkedIn marketing. You've been listening to me, Enya at Global.media. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Learning. If you have, then please, as always, like, share, comment, subscribe. That way you'll be the first to know when next episode is published in a couple of weeks. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.